Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll discuss the three talks that I gave last week at DEF CON. And then finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from the Washington Post. The government is facing a cybersecurity workforce shortage. There's a shortage of about 36,000 public sector cyber jobs across federal, state, and local government. The government's cyber workforce has grown by about 8% since 2016. But the Department of Homeland Security estimates that it still needs to fill about 1,700 more cybersecurity vacancies. This shortage is a national security risk that requires our immediate attention. Russian-backed hackers that were behind the SolarWinds attack were also able to access the email accounts of federal prosecutors around the country during an eight-month period in 2020. The criminal hackers were able to access email accounts for prosecutor offices in Los Angeles, Miami, and Washington, D.C. In addition, these criminals were able to breach the email account of 80% of the employees at the four U.S. attorney offices in New York. The offices impacted are the offices that typically work on high-profile cases. Apple announced that it will now scan iPhones for child pornography. The announcement was met with immediate criticism about concerns over surveillance. In response to this criticism, Apple responded that there is less than a one in a trillion chance per year of incorrectly flagging such photos. While privacy advocates are critical of this, it's important to note that Google, Facebook, and Microsoft also have systems in place to detect known child pornography. Our final story comes from Security Affairs. A threat intelligence group found that 1 million compromised credit cards were available for free on the underground market. The compromised credit card details were from over 1,000 banks in more than 100 countries, including India, Mexico, the United States, Australia, and Brazil. The information included credit card numbers, expiration dates, names, countries, states, address, zip codes, email addresses, and phone numbers. We also have some Protect Your Neck news. During this segment, we'll be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one. Nine fraudulent Android apps have been found to compromise Facebook accounts of users. These apps claim to offer Netflix and Google Adware coupons and let users vote for their favorite teams and players at Euro soccer tournaments under the condition that they log on into their Facebook account to cast their vote or collect a coupon or credits. Once they log in, the app steals the victim's Facebook login credentials. Fortunately, these apps have been removed from the Google Play Store. However, these apps are 
still available from third-party app stores. This is an important reminder that you should only download apps from official sources. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. So now for our main topic. Last week, I was fortunate enough to speak three times at various villages at DEF CON. I spoke at the IOT Village at DEF CON, and there I presented, along with one of my colleagues, the talk called IOT Devices as Government Witnesses. IOT devices collect a large amount of data, and it's not surprising that law enforcement wants to use this information in their investigations. There have been several high-profile cases where prosecutors have attempted to use data from Fitbits and Amazon Echo devices to build their case. The use of these devices raise important Fourth Amendment concerns on how to protect this information. I also spoke at the Crypto Privacy Village, where I gave two talks. The first talk was titled Staying Fresh While the Feds Watch, Changes in Government Surveillance and Why It Matters. The government is taking a number of different approaches to surveillance. Instead of gathering documents using warrants and subpoenas, agencies are now purchasing access to private databases that contain this information. Law enforcement also uses crowdsourcing on social media to identify suspects, and when that doesn't work, they simply monitor people's social media posts. Each of these new approaches illustrate how laws are slow to adapt. We are relying on older laws that aren't equipped to address technology. This impacts all of us, but the consequences for people of color are even more acute. My last talk was entitled Playing God. I presented this with another lawyer from my firm. In this talk, we discussed how data breach notification laws can be ambiguous and give companies discretion when it comes to reporting. Underreporting can hurt consumers who are victims of crimes. And we need to be cautious about the standards that we use and we apply. Each of my talks will be available online soon. And when that happens, I will link them in the show notes. Our final segment today is our cybersecurity awards. This week, I have one award that I want to hand out. And it's the You Don't Have to Lie to Kick It Award. This award goes to Apple. Apple has branded themselves as the company that cares about consumer privacy. Apple even has billboards in Las Vegas that say, what happens in iPhone stays in iPhone. Now the company is facing criticism that it doesn't care about our privacy. While Apple's effort to stop crimes against children is admirable, they should have been ready to address the privacy concerns their announcement raised. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.